your well, it, it was your dad, it was your faith, it it was Dreambeard like not doing well already and you didn't have the oomph to put into it. And so not only is Dreambeard money, it was also like your identity at the time, it was like your connection to all these people, your connection to a certain lifestyle. It was everything. It was huge pillars crumbling. What's up, digital friend? Look, this one's straightforward. It's for all those people out there that's been with us since the beginning when we started Dreambeard, the product company. And now that it's over, I thought me and my wife would come on and get a little nostalgic with you. So, without further ado. (laughs) So cheers to all the pirates out there. Surrender the booty. Oh, I even heard it. Oh, Oh, you're right, Brett. (laughs) Now I know why you didn't want to do it. Yeah, I don't do those. (laughs) Man, cheers. Ooh, I smell it. Oh, I feel it. Oof. See, oh, my goodness. I am so glad I didn't do that. Oh, the rest of this podcast is going to be a wreck. Hmm. <laughs> like most of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Man, what a world. What a world. I'm just still trying to get over this alcohol running down my belly. Give you me a minute, like folks. The witch from. What a world. Wizard what a world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. I'm melting on the inside. Damn. I actually don't drink that much, so when I that thing's gonna hit me hard. But um, man, yeah, we we felt like it would just be the best way to uh, address this. We've been getting tons of emails, and uh, we we didn't really publicly say that we were gonna shut Dreambeard, the product company, down. Um, we just decided to do it, and uh, there's a lot of reasons, and they're really not that complicated. <laughs> but before we get into all that stuff, we just thought it'd be fun to kind of nostalgically talk about the story of Dreambeard, maybe like one last time as like a send off, you know? And never talk about it. Never ever talk. Again. Bury that shit in the <laughs> fucking ground where it belongs, and just we're done. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, it was really cool, and I still am so like thankful for it, and. Uh, you know, and um, yeah, man, I mean, where should we start? Like, it was crazy because uh, let's just start in the beginning. There was one. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because that's your cynical voice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, we were we were pastors, youth pastors in Ohio. You were. I just got married to one. <laughs> <laughs> was it Was it hard being one, you know, being a pastor's wife? It was intimidating because I was never confident in myself. Yeah. So it was just intimidating. What about now? Like, let's just say we kept doing that. Like, do you think by now, like now, because you're so much more confident in who you are, do you think that would have translated and you would have been like a... I think I only found my confidence through other avenues. Yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine me finding my confidence still in that. In that same world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't... I mean, people do. I just tried for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just never on my footing yeah and and i guess it's just recently this year the whole challenging myself every month and everything that's kind of what yeah it's like kind of like open that back up mm. yeah well shit that's a whole nother rabbit hole but um yeah so we were we were youth pastors you were just married to one. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, okay, I guess I have to do this. I remember that. It was no, so funny, too. I thought it too. was cool, and I thought it was legit, and I thought it was something people would admire. Yeah, we were having fun yeah. together, for sure. Yeah. You just didn't like to pray in public. And, like, talk the talk was hard for me. Yeah. 
it was still really fun, man. We were young and dumb and just hanging out and like. I mean, I had the most fun when we weren't in the church, though. Yeah, for being sure. married yeah, in was Ohio was fun in that cute little town. Yeah, and we got to do go to um, Cedar Point and shit like that. It was really the marsh. Fun. Yeah, the marsh. That is probably the one spot that it's I think is would be really cool to go back and visit. And the island from our first date. Mm-hmm. What's that island called again? Um, Putin Put- 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 Bay. Bay. Yeah, Putin Bay Island, man. Shout out to motherfucking Putin Bay Island. <laughs> go there sometime. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyways, we moved down, we are living with your dad and I, I, can you, can you jog my memory? Because man, I barely can remember shit from like last week. Was, was I still looking for like a pastoral job? Cause I remember that the one, when the one church didn't here? work out, you know, the one that I had been trying to get didn't work out. And, uh, then and you did try at that big one that was maybe an hour from my dad's house. Oh, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah. It might have been that church that a couple moved down and started going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, okay. I think you're right. And so, okay. So, yeah, I guess the plan was, you know, if we're not boring you by now. (laughs) (laughs) You were looking to do a job in ministry. Yes, I was still looking to be a pastor. But still applying to be a manager at Taco Bell. Yeah, at the same time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially the story was I had applied to like over 400 jobs, which really isn't an exaggeration. It's not that hard to do either. Like if you think about it, like... I, I mean, applied to 400 Yeah, jobs. I mean, it sounds like a lot because I think a lot of people are lazy, man. I mean, think about it. Like people apply to maybe 20 jobs and just wait around and hope mm-hmm. for it to work. I mean, I was applying to like at least 50 a day. So I mean, it didn't take long to get to 400. And then, and, and I did hear back to a couple... After Dreambeard had started, but before that, and I guess. And there was one that was like, okay, we will hire you. We had zero money. And they said, yeah. but you got to shave your beard. Yeah. And you're like, I just don't feel like that's what I should do. And I thought you were selfish a bit. Yeah. But I still was believing in your dream. I was like, okay, let's do this. I was like, my husband won't get a job. We're broke because he doesn't want to shave his freaking beard. Oh, my God. But... I was still believing in you. You've always been like that. (laughs) God, I just, I appreciate you for that. Oh, thanks. I mean, man, like what kind of woman like is willing, her husband's like, I don't want to shave my beard, honey. Please don't make me get a job. (laughs) I feel like every girl would be like, fuck that. Get your ass to work. But, you know, somehow you just believed in this plan I had. And, And when that one popped up, we had already like dream beer was already an idea. So it wasn't like I didn't have an idea and I just didn't want to shave my beard. It was like, oh, I can't shave my beard uh-huh. now because I've got like this thing going and I, and I could, you know, I can't sell right. it if I don't, I don't have a beard. And so anyways, yeah, I mean, it was really fun though. I remember that like there was definitely a platform pre Etsy that we were on for a Facebook. few minutes. Yeah. It was linked to our Facebook. I remember that was like OG shit. And I remember just like handing it out to a few people I knew from around the country. And it was just so weird to finally do something in life where like other people cared. It oh, wait, was, wait, can we just say, yeah, go ahead. there weren't other beard oil companies around. No, there wasn't it was any. like the first it was the fir- one like it. It was the first product that people called, knew of. It was the first product called beard oil. Now, 
you know, the, I'll go ahead and say how I actually came about it because before I was like ashamed because I wasn't Christian anymore. And so I didn't like the Christian version. So I just make up some shit like about how I just got into essential oils or whatever pre essential oils, which that was part of it. There was definitely essential oils in it and it was pre the, you know, big rush of doTERRA and all that kind of mm-hmm. shit where every mom was selling like essential oils. But yeah, so it was really hard to come by that kind of shit. Remember, we had to go down that weird little crystal shop in Five Points. It was like the only place carrying it. We're, and We probably could have just ordered it all off we, Amazon. Well, we could have. And and I don't even know if Amazon was that big eight years it ago. Was. It was there. Oh, eight but years eight ago. Eight years ago? Not, I don't think it was like it was to now. To us, it wasn't at least. No, it was around, but it wasn't like like it's around now, you know. And uh, and so, yeah, we we uh, so to go back to it, the real story... Uh, of how I kind of came up with it was just like a couple random occasions about a year prior. And uh, one of them was had to do with just, I was all, I would always grow my beard. I always had scruff Mm -hmm. and sometimes I would grow my beard for like a month and I felt like it was so huge and I'd be like, Oh yeah. And everybody's like, Oh, your beard's so big. And it really wasn't. But at the time it felt like it. And, um, and I just remember there was a scripture. I can't remember how I f- fumbled upon it or whatever, but it was, you know, it just talked about uh, Aaron's beard being anointed with oil. And, uh, you know, it was, probably, it was like more religious for reasons. And I just thought that was cool, you know. And so that mixed with another friend of ours that was making anointing oil that smelled good as hell. I mean, there was Is like it? all these I different, remember. I don't really remember now, but it, it had that kind of patchouli right. but in different versions, you know, whatever, like some smell, like some Even fucking rose or some shit. we patchouli in ours. Yeah, no, we actually never did. We, that was like a big deal. We never wanted to put it in there because it was such a like hipster scent. <laughs> and so we were like, fuck patchouli. But uh, not that it's bad, you know, to each it's his own. scent. But anyways, yeah, so we, so it was a mix of all those thoughts, you know, where I was like, uh, Aaron's anointing his beard with oil and there's anointing oil. And then I started thinking about like, cause I always had an itchy beard, you know? And so I was just like, oh, maybe I'll just, you know, try this product out. And I don't remember when I, do you remember when we decided that we were like, maybe this is legit? Did I, did I decide to send it first? And then when I saw people liked it. When we got like 11 orders in one day on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that so was that's when what, we were like, Okay. Whoa. So we started, yeah, we started officially in November and by Black Friday, we got 11 orders in one day. And we were like, holy shit, this is real. (laughs) 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 To think back to it now, it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) But to us, man, those 11 orders were like a big deal. They came from the sky, it felt like. That was always, I'll say this separately, that was always something that would blow my fucking mind when we were doing Dreambeard. That we would just get so many orders, especially when it was like booming. It just didn't make sense to me. I would think to myself, there's that many people just living their fucking life. And all of a sudden they just decided like to just come over to our website and like buy something. And it would just like blow my mind that, that, that would even happen. But anyway, so yeah, so 11 orders and we were like, hell yeah, ride or die. Let's do this <laughs> shit. And no job opportunities were really popping up. And we're like, well, let's just go let's through just with go this. We were living it. with my dad. Yeah. So we didn't have to pay bills. Yeah. And shout out. Cause that was like huge for us. Yeah, if we didn't have access to if that. If you start a business, you need to either have a job yes. at the same time. Or have like a setup. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is the that's my biggest. We wouldn't have been able to start it, and your dad doing all the labels. Yes, that is a huge thing that we should bring up. Is that you know starting a business is hard as fuck, and we were very blessed. 
to be able to do it with little to no money. I mean, we really did $46. have $46 in our bank account at one time. Um, and, and so we were just blessed because we had a place like, like she said, my father's done printing since he was like a kid. And so he essentially did all of our labels and cards and marketing material for free for what the first year or two. Maybe yeah, longer. At least two. Maybe two or three years he did free. Mm-hmm, it was free. Mm-hmm. So our profit margins were great, you know, starting out. And, and we did have a friend give us twenty five hundred dollars yeah, after Dreambridge started. That's right. We had a friend, um, Jeremiah, and he, he did say he didn't want you to tell anybody. Oh shit! Well, I just used his <laughs> first name, so no one knows who the fuck he is. Jeremiah Cinderville. Wizard craft. <laughs> you just upgraded his last name. <laughs> exactly. Look him up, bitch. He exists. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that was like, it was, and I think all of those things blew my mind because for the first time, going back to that in my life, I felt like that there was something I was doing that, that mattered. And even as I was a pastor, like it was so weird. It, it was what like, you mean it made you feel like it mattered? Like, well, it was just like, you know, I think that when I was a minister, even though, yeah, I had recognition in certain capacities, it was probably a little man syndrome of just also being young and not married. Because obviously I wasn't a minister for long married, mm-hmm. what, like six months before we decided to move? Seven. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, maybe maybe just having that confidence for once of like, mm-hmm. hey, man, like this is real and people are like taking notice and this is like legit and um and so it felt very empowering um uh, for a while you yeah. know at least but uh yeah and so from there it it really just took off we decided etsy shortly after right i forget right. a few people told us it was etsy wasn't big then it was just kind of there and and starting to pop off a lot of like hit people or think we're buying I from it i think it was big for other people maybe maybe we were just sheltered yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, we look back at like nine years ago. It's like Etsy's the number one I like know, e-commerce. Etsy wasn't really we're like, big yeah, then. it wasn't really big back then. No one fucking knew about it. <laughs> 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 if you don't notice, we bro science a lot of shit on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I know. So from there, uh, where should we go? How fa- how far should we fast forward? After three months, you were making the same or more than what you made as a youth pastor. Yes, that was mind boggling. And we were in like. 30-something countries. Yeah, we had sold in 30-something countries on Etsy. Um, we tried to get a Super Bowl commercial, and we realized it was pretty rigged. Yes, that is Because that's I a think good... they make sure that companies that actually have a fighting chance are voted. Yeah. I don't think we had a fighting chance because we were so new. You know you what I mean? You we had a fighting chance? Not a fighting chance to take that money and like... Do something. You know, I don't know. Because they talk about companies growing too fast and too then fast. they crumble i definitely feel like it was rigged it was rigged but i definitely I, I, that feel like was just, it was rigged that's just my guess it was of the, why. and and we're talking shit mad but it was i mean dude we could go deep into it it was the intuit one and and it was weird i mean we made it to what top 10 top three top three wait 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 no Maybe no, no top, top, five. 10, top 10 top 10 it was top 10 yeah i know who was the top three because top, top five i think still got to go to the super bowl Oh, okay. Well, top three, I know. No, top three got to go to top, the Super Top Bowl. three got to go to the Super Bowl. It was the Fuck poop. Them. It no, was I'm just kidding. <laughs> poop in a bag. Poop in a bag. See, you hear that, people? I, cre- I created a fucking new shit we put on our face, sold in a hundred and whatever countries. Molly blocks go. or Goldie blocks. That one was cool. It Shout was out really to cool. Block. That was and cool. then a dog treat one. And the dog treat one. The two, the, uh, here's the thing, people. I'm talking shit. 
But those two other people, Goldie Blocks was legit. I would, didn't feel bad losing to Goldie Blocks. They got the commercial. Exactly. They got the commercial, but I still felt like we should have been in the top three, man. We we definitely were getting more votes than those other people. That was the whole thing is that we, it was about votes, and that's where we felt like it was rigged because we looked at their socials, and they had like a 1,000 followers, and at that time, we had already blown up, and we had like a big, we had way bigger following than all like of 10, the winners. Yeah, we had 10,000 <laughs> followers at the time, and at the time, I think it was like way bigger than any of the other people. Anyways, talking shit, it sucked. But it's cool. We have that little glass tower thing yeah. that we got from them. So shout out. We got a little glass tower, people, that we don't... It's fucking collecting <laughs> dust in the basement. But um, yeah, so that was cool. But the one that... Oh, Whisker Wars. We saw Whisker Wars. Like, yeah. wow, what if we ever got to meet those guys? Yeah. And what then if we got... And then BFF, BFF with, with Justin, Justin. Kellemeyer. Which we, so we should... Wait, we don't... Please don't forget that because we should definitely okay. bring all that up. But... I, I wanted to talk about um, the FedEx one because that was a cool one that we did win before all that. Like, it happened after. Did it happen after? It happened. Stuff? I was in this bed right here in this room writing the little essay thing. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm so <laughs> confused on timelines. Okay, well, let's just talk about it anyway since okay. we're on like giveaways and shit like that. But yeah, so we, we're jaded because we, we get so close to the Super Bowl one and don't win it. It's the year Katy Perry. Um, <gasps> it was the year, and we were no, huge. No, it wasn't the year Katy Perry. Yes, it was. I was. was it? was i think it was it was it was katie it was i know it was it was was. a big thing it really was and at the time i pretended i had so many imaginary conversations with her i know we really thought we were gonna meet her um it was one of those funny things. Man, we were huge Katy Perry fans back then. Because like, we even went to her concert and yeah. got first row seats. Yeah, we did. VVIP, bitches. First row. She was like five feet from me. We really thought we were going to meet her. And I think everybody did. We were all backstage and we we're like, yeah, we're going to meet her. We're like, we, we paid I, enough to meet her, right? <laughs> <I'm> like, nope. <laughs> anytime this comes up, I get so regretful that I wasn't like, oh my God, Katy Perry. Oh, yeah, just like joking. Yeah, no, all those white girls who were wasted would have been like, oh, my God. Just like turned around and be like. I totally should have done that. Gotcha, bitch. Okay, back so to back Dream to, Beer. Yeah, we, we, we can just go off Katy Perry the whole time if you want and how much she declined. No, I'm just kidding. Shout out <gasps> oh, to her hateful. and her baby. No, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, no, so so back to uh, where we're at. We're okay. Let's talk about the FedEx one. So we're jaded, but we go for it. I think my dad actually told me about the FedEx one. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And so I was like, cool, we'll go for it, but who knows? And it was like a grant, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of like a FedEx commercial. But I was like, shit, free money. Like, hell yeah. And so, long story short, we went through it, man. And I think we didn't win that year, though, right? We just. We, we didn't like get a, the grand prize. We didn't get the grand the prize. Twenty five thousand. We did not get we the twenty five thousand dollars. We won one. And here's what's funny is I think after that they ended up upping that prize to like right. five thousand. Because it was like a new. It was. In, we were. Yeah. I think we were the first. It was second. We were second year. Right. I do remember that. We were second year. And hey, man, shit, we still won a thousand dollars, and it was cool. But what was really cool is all the connections and the ex- people are the, so great. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. Is like. Man, you know, say what you will. Our experience with FedEx, I'm not saying they're perfect. Who is? But, they are perfect. But I'm saying in my experience, man, wow. You know, and um, we we won that and it put us kind of in this weird world. We we, we got to go connect with them. We ended up getting getting to fly out there and uh, and meet to them. Memphis. To Memphis. And, and then after meeting them, they decided, you know, a year or so later maybe that they wanted to start this entrepreneur advisory board. Right. And they asked me to be on it and it was like huge it was a huge honor man because i feel like i learned so much more than i even 
Jason gave just being around like a Fortune what fifty company. Fortune 50. Uh, you know, just such a massive company with so much knowledge, and they even bring their CEOs in, and you're you know having dinner with them and shit, and. And then all the other things that opened up. I mean, IRCE being able to speak there. See, was IRCE connected to FedEx? Yeah, because I did an article, I think, that FedEx helped me get. Oh, do you remember? No, I helped you get that. Did you help without me get even answer? knowing who really? through Hor- okay. Haro? Well, I know I know FedEx did a bunch of other ones, and they did our commercial too for us during that beard competition. I got the IRCE. I just remember it was before we even know, knew what IRCE That's was. That's right. We were like this weird ass Kelly, dumb magazine. <laughs> I thought it was cheapy and cheesy because you go online and it looks a little well, cheesy. They've upped it up right. now, but yeah, a long time and then ago. And Kelly it was Martin weird. from FedEx was like, "Hey, good go and saw you on IRCE." We're like, "What?" You yeah. know what IRCE is? What is that? Yeah, we're like, you know what that magazine is? And she's like, hell yeah, it's big. And so, yeah, a year later, they ended up reaching out to me like, hey, we loved your article. Would you want to speak at IRCE? And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, sure. And man, it was so nerve wracking. But like, yeah, it was super fun. I got to go go another year and even talk about the podcast the following year. Oh, and, and um, then from uh, FedEx, you did the football Golf, the, golf, the PGA golf stuff. Tour stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, and that was what's so cool, man, is that like it, it was so, and that's the thing about life, man, is you never know where it's going to fork and take you. You know, I didn't know that that dream beard was going to like lead me to where I'm at and even now, you know, and, and it's just so neat to see. And that's the biggest advice I could just stop and give someone is just say yes. Like mm-hmm. say yes to the things that you feel like saying yes to, you know, not everything. Don't be a yes man. But say yes to life, man, because like you just don't even know like where your failures and, and where the mistakes and all that can just lead to other launching paths that will just like blow you away, man. Like I'm I'm always blown away when I think about my life since Dreambeard. And so anyways, you know, yeah, PGA Tour three years in a row, I think. I think it was like three years in a row I got to go to the PGA Tour and judge this like really badass thing that FedEx puts on and meet lots of famous people and connect with them and Man, I mean, yeah, FedEx was rocks, and Kelly Martin rocks, man, and, and the, Kevin yeah, rocks. Yeah, I was going to say Kevin. Like, man, Kevin, all those people, I love them to death, man. They're beautiful people, and what a way, man. Last podcast was with Lemuel, who's a FedEx worker, oh, who right. at the shooting, like a badass, did a bunch of hero shit, you know, so... FedEx, man, they just produce badass people, I guess, you know? And um, I really like FedEx. And Roman loves FedEx trucks. Yeah. He needs and like a I FedEx said, man, truck. I don't know. You know, everybody has their own opinion. But personally, knowing, knowing people high up, those people are good people. And they love they love small business, real small business. Oh. Not this bullshit where it's like 500 employees and under small business. <laughs> I'm talking like grimy small business. You know what I'm saying, folks? Like, you know what I'm at? That hustler. Did not pay for this. <laughs> no, they really didn't. <laughs> like I'm going to make did. them before I release this. I'm like, yo, I talked y'all up. Y'all want to throw, it, it wanna throw sounds, a hundo? It sounds way? like they paid for it. Yeah, I know, man. But um, yeah, so FedEx and then, yeah. So that was also, let's go back to the expansion of our products because that's where Justin Kellemeyer comes in with pipes and all kinds of really oh, cool Justin. stuff. So we let's talk about our first beard competition at Austin Facial I Hair Club. I didn't get to go. It was that's you right. Mason. Yeah, me and my uh, old friend Mason, yeah. And we I, went. And you, that was the first time you met Justin. Mm-hmm. He pushed the most beautiful, perfect first impression, first meeting yeah. gift across the table I'm, to I, you. Yeah, I, w- I will say... That there is no human being that I've ever met 
that has created a better first impression, a better first impression than Justin Gallimard. No, <laughs> no one would ever be able to have a better first impression. No, you just couldn't. It was no. so sweet. Unless you buy me a boat. No, <laughs> it was like, no. This was sweet and yeah, thoughtful. It was amazing. You wanted a pipe. I know. I've been, I've been your, over talking the whole podcast. Had, so you it was a, he. He. It was his second pipe he ever carved, hand carved. Our logo, and it's so our fucking dream beard great logo. too. Second pipe. Hey, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know. He kills and everything. He hand carved the dream beard logo into a beautiful hand carved pipe. Maybe it wasn't hand carved pipe. I think it was. It was hand carved. 100% it was hand yeah. carved. Yeah. Well, I remember he said he there's used, a little. No, oh, okay. well, yeah, the only thing he did was drill the, the, the okay. borehole, but it was before he yeah. was using stuff. Yeah, it was before he was using tooling. And it was before y'all ever met. It was your first time meeting. Y'all just met on Instagram and yep. talked and... Well, shout out to Instagram. It sucks ass and I hate it, but man, is it connected me you with a lot of people. You were a very early adopter to yes. Instagram. Remember I told you that All I those didn't... church mirror bathroom yes. selfies. Okay, so I this is how early on to Instagram I was. I'm not even joking, man. I thought it Wait. was just a filter for your for your pictures you already took. So I would take a picture in the in the bathroom selfie of church, which is me in There's the mirror. No such thing and, as in the bathroom selfie. Okay, whatever. <laughs> there is now. I mean, I took a shot, man. You know what I'm saying, dude? Surrender the booty. You <laughs> did Instagram when Blockbuster was still around. Yes. Blockbuster and Hiram. Yeah. We, I remember we have an Instagram yes, picture. Yes, I have a fucking in Instagram picture, bitches. Dude, holy shit, I'm an OG. We were fucking in Blockbuster. Shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Jeez, and, you were so funny. <laughs> so what was my handle, though? Ryan the Lion Lane? Yeah. I think it's still out there. Is I it need public to, or private? I think it's private, but I'll, I'm going to public that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I still have it. Ryan the Lion scroll Lane. Down. It's in the mirror. You scroll down, and it's in the That's mirror. The, the, you were in that hot-ass white dress. White dress with I red remember. flowers. It was not a hot dress. I was going to say It was a little teacher dress. Wow, that's what I always oh, liked about you. Dots. I liked your gap look. And then Your flowers at the gap looks. Oh, I was mm-hmm. all about the teacher gap looks. Yeah, Cardigans, she's a lady little in the street, flats. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, yeah, bitches, I have pictures of blockbusters on my Instagram. Did you know that the last blockbuster that exists is uh, available for Airbnb? Yeah, I saw an article about some chick who stayed in it or something like oh. that. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Blockbuster, man. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, if you brought that back, though, I feel like, well, okay, fuck it. No one does DVDs anymore. I guess there Even isn't really a reason. people that have a like a cabinet full of DVDs, they don't watch them. No, yeah. I used to have a bunch. Yeah, I remember. But, okay, so we should just definitely not talk about Blockbuster the rest of the time. <laughs> Even though I totally could. Um, yeah, so anyways, back to Justin Kellermeyer, man. Yeah, he was a huge integral part of our life for a long time with Dreambeard. So, shout out to Justin. He was the head of our Dreambeard team. Oh, Which Justin. was awesome. We created an oil. We created an oil for Justin. The gentleman beard. We also created the bearded barber before that. Right. You know, for uh, for for James right. Hicks. Um, and so shout out to him, mm-hmm. the fucking bearded barber. And uh, that was a huge deal because I remember he reached out to us and it was his idea. So if it wasn't for to him, have a signature and that's oh, that's a huge thing, people. Okay, if you're fucking listening and you like beard trivia, you want to talk about OG shit. All this shit about like, you know, sponsored beard oils and beard oils that have to do with somebody, that was the fucking bearded barber. 
That was Mr. Hicks himself. Like, so there's a lot of other ones out there oh, from other now companies. Oh, a shit ton. Oh, there's oh, dude. Yeah, and it really didn't exist before it, James no, had the idea. Really, I swear, man, right. on my fucking life, like well, James Hicks. It was Hicks, so early in the beard. It was that's what I'm saying. I didn't even like, have the idea. Like he, that's right. what I'm saying. Some random dude from Dayton, Ohio. I because he, I guess he knew Justin at the time. I can't remember why he reached out to me particularly. I think that's what it was. He was asking Justin because he had a big beard. He was like, hey, what's a good beard product? And because there had already started some. This mm-hmm. was like a year or so in. And um, he said it smelled like his grandma's attic. Yeah, that, that was a thing that he tried. Oils. Yeah, that was a thing he had tried another, someone else's beard oil that was trying to mimic. And he said it smelled Probably like had his grandma's attic. In it. <laughs> yeah, he said it smelled like his grandma's attic, like mothballs. So anyways, we made him this badass clove-based, you know, first of its kind uh, barbershop smell. And yeah, it was really dope, man. And then we ended up making Justin one, which is a little more classier, kind of sweeter version. One of my all-time favorites for sure. Uh, That and the mechanic. But man, I like the Lumberjack too. I just had an idea. Hmm. Tell me if this is okay. Yeah. We should release the ingredients and the kind of formula for the beard oil. I had thought about it. I thought about it, and if and if I get a bunch of interest, that's something we can talk about, and mm-hmm. like we can maybe do a video. I actually I thought about that that like I really don't care, so I was right. like, so I was like, yeah, like we'll just li- we'll just talk like, about really the base sh- we do, and yeah. if you do this, just add whatever else too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about that. If that's if if, if you're interested, and we get enough interest online, maybe we'll take the time. Mainly because I just don't have a lot of time. That's just the. Real I thought reason. we could just write it out on a piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if there's interest. We'll figure it out but um but yeah you know and so justin that was awesome the team was awesome man it was so cool at one time i mean at one time i would say we had the best fucking team Mm -hmm. out there man i mean we had some badasses on our team you know and that was super cool and we were traversing the circuit together and we went to austria that was was super fun best one of the best things that's that's come from Dreambeard. Honestly, one of the best memories for sure. We went it's to, the best memory. Yeah, we went to Austria for the World Beer Competition and a whole bunch of other places too while we were out there. But with a bunch of friends. With a bunch of friends. It was so fun, man. We and stayed in a beautiful Airbnb oh, in, Austria. in Austria. There was a balcony off of our bedroom, and I saw a rainbow over the mountains with fog. And church and, bells. And church bells. It was seriously like, it was like a the hunchback of with, Notre Dame. Remember the cobble street you had to walk down it? You couldn't even take a car, really, and, and there was like a little creek next to it? Yes, it was a brook. It was like a brook. It was so small. Fuck, and, man, it was so cool. And we were just hanging out with our friends and just having such a Most good time. perfect fall time weather. It was, dude, it was the best thing ever. It was the only time I ever competed in a beard competition. Yeah, styled mustache, the, full beard. Yeah, at the World Beard Competition. It was a little nerve-wracking. And there was a lot of people in my category. I can't remember. It was definitely well over 50. It was the biggest category I remember that day, that year. And I got, what, seventh, I think? I or don't sixth? Know, something like that. That. Seventh, I think. I have a little It was plaque. honestly the most boring thing. It ever. is so that boring. That one was. Because it, okay. it was more serious. And we didn't even get to go back to Austin Facial Hair Club. Like, shout out to them for being an OG in that world. But that's one thing I always really loved about theirs, their beer competitions, oh, as they were like parties fun. and fun yeah. and like just so, such a good time, such good people. Man, Austin, you know, I, I the whole reason I've ever even been to Austin was because of them. 
and right. what a beautiful town. So like, yeah. I'm so glad that they put all that shit on because for me, they exposed a lot of people to Austin alone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, just bringing so many people from all over the country and some from over the world, mm-hmm. you know, to, a, to, to the beautiful city of fucking Austin, man. I love that, that spot. But um, yeah, dude, that was so much fun. All the beard competitions. I think for me, I think maybe we can get more into the the uh, the jaded side of where it went downhill at this point because I think things were going really great and life was really grand and and things were just kicking along and, and I it think was, we got too big for our britches too for sure. That was one thing. We've talked about that. Is that the saying? Is that how the saying goes? There was one year where I just coasted. I'm talking like straight just let the employees just run the bitch and just did nothing. And I, for some reason, just naively thought that was going to be the my life forever. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, I just thought, like, I was just going to make money and I was just going to just hang out and just fucking do whatever the fuck I wanted. Like, I don't know what I was doing. And look, if you're listening and you know someone or you're in a business that's you feel like you can do that right now, Please keep pushing, because <laughs> man, you're never as lost and found Remember as you think you, you are. Said, we thought it was a well-oiled machine that yeah. we could. No. That we, we didn't know yeah. that you had to. Yeah. How stupid does that sound? Now we didn't know you had to try. Yeah. Well, that was and that was the craziest <laughs> thing is that we never had advice, and that's another thing I would give you advice for is, and and that's what I love about like shout out to uh to Daisy May right. Hacko Gage. That, you know, I love that he contacts me and a whole bunch of other people for business advice because, man, like, that's something I never Remember, did. we have friends that have dads with their own businesses and we talked about mm-hmm. maybe talking with them and we never did. We never did. It's a big thing, man, that you got to, no matter what you want to do in life, find the people that are already doing it and, and ask them. <laughs> you know? And what's the worst they can say? Get the fuck lost and just go ask somebody else. you know. And, Which and, is what people came to you and asked. What's your beard oil oh recipe? Oh, my God. The so I can copy it. And how t- did you start your business? The amount of Strangers t- emailing you. Strangers. Saying, can you take a ton of time out of your day? <laughs> Write down step by step. Yes. Multiple people Multiple throughout the business. People. Multiple throughout the life people. of Dream Beard. Oh, my God. I can't believe that the amount of times I've heard that email. They didn't say, can you take out a bunch of time in your day? But that's what would have to happen. Yeah, of course. They wanted to know details of how yeah. you started Dreambeard and the formula for Crazy stuff. The only thing, man, looking back, I wish we could have cultivated a little bit better. And maybe some Here brands. Here in Atlanta. Well, oh, yeah. That's a whole nother subject. But I'm talking about all the brands. I felt like there was a lot of animosity in our there world. And I felt like that there was plenty to go around. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about 7 billion people. You know what I'm saying? Like, with let's say even just 30% have beards. You know what I mean? That's a lot of people. Like, and so I just feel like that there was a lot of animosity and, but there was also a lot of beautiful people. I've had brands I won't name because now they're actually pretty fucking large that have come to me and been like, Hey, you're the reason we started. And, and, and they were very sweet, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of, I'm not saying everyone was assholes, but that's one thing that I, one big asshole and the other is just kind of scared and, yeah. For their own business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's what just sucked because, man, that's what I love so much about beard uh, competitions is how much camaraderie and fun they were mm-hmm. until it became this thing where you're not allowed to talk to other beard companies because that's like shameful or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the case, the narrative ended up being. 
And so that's one thing that sucked. But essentially what ended up really happening, and, and I think what really was the turning point and demise of Dream Beer was really like a few components. And we can decide however we want to go down them. But I think that like one was my dad got cancer. Two was I was dealing with my losing my faith. Here's the thing. Go ahead. You can say all these things, but let me say it like this. Mm -hmm. You had three, maybe four huge pillars in your life crumble all at the same time. That's a good way to put it. At the same time that I got pregnant. And so me getting pregnant put so much more weight on top of those pillars pillars, that were crumbling. Three, maybe four. Yeah. All at the same time. Maybe all of my pillars. (laughs) You were, it was, it was dream beard. It was, well, the, it, it was your dad. It was your faith. It it was dream beard, like not doing well already. And you mm-hmm. didn't have the oomph to put into to it. Put into and it. so not only is dream beard money, it was also like your identity at the time. It was mm-hmm. like your connection to all these people, your connection to a certain lifestyle. It was everything. It was huge pillars crumbling. Mm-hmm. And since they were all crumbling at the same time, it was hard for you to put anything into to like rebuild these pillars or keep these pillars up. Because it was just all happening and you were just going into a depression and mm-hmm. anxiety and like you were changing your thoughts. So you're realizing what really matters anyway. And it was just so much. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, and you just lost like excitement for life. Yeah, for sure. For a while. Yeah. And so it was just like. What was that like? You didn't have the energy to put keep life in Dreambeard because you didn't have life in you. In me, yeah. So it was just like, what? Uh, scary, sad, confusing. Oh. Yeah, all the things. Because mm-hmm. it's like, those are, you know, my pillars too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think and can I say this? Mm-hmm. A big one. Your dad getting cancer, and that's terrible for anybody. But I think it's different for you than it just looks like for a lot of people because your dad is adopted because his mom and dad both died from cancer. Mm-hmm. When you know his dad died when he was eight, his mom died when he was thirteen. So he's adopted because of mm-hmm. that. And then he's had so many siblings die from cancer. Mm-hmm. So you grew up with people. And it was just only fifty two. At right. the time. Yeah. You grew up with people dropping like flies from cancer. Yeah. So young it was like ages. a lifelong fear of yours mm-hmm. that your dad would get cancer. And then when like this lifelong fear actually happens, mm-hmm. that's a p- huge pillar, but so intricate, you know, mm-hmm. like so those roots go so deep. So it was just, and then you were becoming a dad. Mm-hmm. All kinds Super of Super fearful of that. And just messing up or you know honestly i think the the scariest part about being a parent is just like you don't want it to die like you know what i mean like once you know there's a life that's a that's there that's going to enter your life you're afraid for it to leave it like Mm -hmm. and i think that that's just like something that i as i was losing possibly my dad at a time which you know think think dad that he made it through Mm -hmm. and fought and he's doing great. And, uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose him. And man, like now I've got this frail little thing that I don't know, you know. And then, you know, he was uh, early, came early, our son. Mm-hmm. And then he also, we were told he had cancer the day he was supposed to leave. <laughs> and so there was just a lot of fucking <laughs> but shit. But he didn't. 
He yeah, did he not. did not have cancer. Um, they just fucked up, man. That's <laughs> that's called that. Like you show up to your nine to five and you fuck up a little hard on they some shit you up. should not. So have they fucked said up he had cancer. So they ha- we had to pay for this expensive semi truck ambulance ride to Children's, Children's Hospital. Hospital down in Atlanta, and then to redo the test by some <laughs> actual professionals. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's nothing there. He's fine." I think they saw his liver and freaked out or some shit. Yeah, it was crazy, but um. But yeah, so all this stuff was going on, you know, and during that time, we also had a bad business deal go down. So Dream Beer was not doing well. We had decided to put up a lot of our money and cash flow. And if you're a business owner who started with nothing and you bootstrapped your business, you understand that that cash flow is like your, that's your king, man. That's some shit you worked really hard for. That's like pure money that's just sitting in your fucking bank that you, that's yours, and, and we decided to, to put up a lot of that and uh, to possibly be in every Walmart and Target in the world. And, uh, you know, over time, la- you know, sh- long story short, without getting sued, we we essentially, you know, devouched to how easy it was to do it. And they decided to do it on their own. And so we were left kind of with all this debt that we knew. We Here's the thing, man. It was so much debt, but we knew that like in one order, we would pay that debt. <laughs> so, But when we didn't get that one order, we were fucked. And so we were left to kind of pick up the pieces. And so during that and during all that emotional stuff and, and kind of going through like this idea of the, how I view the world and losing, you know, faith that I knew and gaining new faith and new perspective. But at the time I hadn't, it was more of a deconstruction without the reconstruction. And so there was a lot of just chaos and, and, uh, and it was a lot, man, and losing, you know, whole communities and, and things like that. It was just, uh, it was pretty terrifying. And so I think from then, I, I, you know, we decided not to take paychecks from Dreambeard really anymore. Um, and we decided to carry on for years. <laughs> and it was just like from there, it was just like a burden, right? Yeah. Are we ever going to talk about Wit and how great Wit was with oh, us? Oh, please. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, to lift the fucking air out of the room back into a positive light, <laughs> Whit Hageman, shout out to him. He, you know, we we had a lot of people that came through and, and different people that helped with us with Dreambeard. And I don't feel like we ever had a bad employee. We I felt like we always were super blessed with just great people. So, I'm not saying that anybody that worked for us were wasn't bad. But, um, but man, Whit was just a king. Like, he cre- the first day he came, we were still at my dad's. Mm-hmm. He made the label, make label, that little wooden thing to put the... Oh, he did that the first day? Yeah, he was like, I can figure out something to make. He was so, what's the word? Like resourceful, resourceful. kind of, and yeah. just handyman-y. Yeah, he's the type who can create a work of art on the Etch-A-Sketch. Remember, yes. he could do like mountains and trees, and it looks That's like true. someone drew it with a pencil. Yeah, dude, Wit's just he's like he's just that guy. He really skateboarder. Is. Yeah, man, he does everything. I mean, he's a master of coffee. Now he's a master of bourbon. You know, I can't remember which b- brand he's at now, but um, but man, dude, I love Wit. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. and and so shout out to him because it was so funny, man. We brought Wit on so early on, you know, from back when we were didn't even have machines to make Dream Beard. We were all making it with by hand with turkey basters. This was back when we were like just straight up. We had like folding tables throughout the whole house. 
and we were just using these little droppers and shit and we had like little formulas and we were just like hand making the damn thing you know before we before we got to like machine level shit and so it was just so crazy so wit was there from the beginning and the other thing is like wit doesn't have a beard like you can't grow people a beard people were so stupid making people fun of so him brutal. they would leave Mean comments yes. on the Instagram. He's juggling these three beard oils, but yeah. all they have is hate to say because he doesn't yeah. have a beard. You can't grow a beard, but you pussy. But he is more of a man than <laughs> no doubt. anyone else because no doubt. He, the way he takes fa- care of his family is amazing. Dude, and that's the thing. It's like Whit became a father before me, and I was always so inspired by oh, like the yeah. way that he was as a father. And so I felt like that, um, man, yeah, he was just like, such a great person to have around, you mm-hmm. know, for so many years. And he'll never talk bad about anybody, except for one guy. Yeah, one guy. That, that roommate who stole a bunch of money and a bunch of stuff from him <laughs> and left him high and dry to pay a bunch of stuff. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we don't like that guy. Yeah. I don't know his name, but. <laughs> I don't know his name either, but that's so funny. Dude, it's so crazy. Yeah, dude has tattoos on his butt that his friends did by hand. He's a crazy dude, but he's beautiful and he's wonderful, man. And shout out to him, man. He's a He he sustained our business for so long. So he, he helped he us so, so much. We never had to worry. Ended up pretty much managing the whole thing. Like he A to Z stand up guy, man. And I've always loved watching how his life has unfolded ever since he ended up going more into coffee uh, full time. And then he ended up, like I said, now I think he's doing. Uh, he's a distiller, I think, he's at a bourbon a place. Guy. Yeah, man, he's a beverage guy. Whatever you need, <laughs> little caffeine, little sleepy, sleepy, little codeine. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> now, shout out to Wit, man, and um, and so yeah, I think I think that's that's essentially it. We could talk for so long of all the beautiful memories and all the great things that have happened, man. And it's just been such a wild ride, and we're so thankful. But I think, but what you said, it did start being a burden, and more and more of a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because did. we just didn't have the will to put money and more effort into it yeah. or well, the money oh, there was saturation happening in our industry in our industry so our in, much yeah sorry we saw massive oversaturation almost For overnight a product that people don't really need yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what's so weird is it's like a product that people don't really need it became this thing where like it was on every corner it was just like you know, it's just like, it's kind of like church, right? It was something you don't really need, but (laughs) you're so bad. No, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, so we just, so there's a lot of things, right? There was this like the logical sense of, Hey, we have a lot of debt. We also, there's oversaturation. We paid off all our debt, which was difficult. Yes, Yes. We spent years paying off our debt. Um, which was extremely difficult, and we sacrificed a lot. But we learned so much that people our age yeah. will never learn. Maybe never or learn. They, yeah, True. they'll either learn it way later in life. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we learned something, mm-hmm. like that whole debt thing and why we took out that loan and mm-hmm. stuff and what it meant to us and, like, mm-hmm. what we were trying to be. Yeah. It oh. Bullshit. It, like, we paid a lot for that lesson. We paid a lot. Because lessons are never lessons. free. Yeah, man. So. They are not, man. And it was, the, you know, in the end, it's not that hard to see why we stopped. I mean, part mm-hmm. of it was COVID. Part of it was all of the shit we, we just said. We talking about it. We were talking ago. about it about a year ago. And yeah. I was like, when can we be done? And you're like, yeah. let's pay this. Oh, no. 
We, we already had stuff paid off. I don't know what well, the deal was. You had, we had our big debts paid off. It was our working capital, so we hadn't okay. paid off. So we were like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and pay off the working capitals. And then we, we were still drawing money from Dreambeard a, a year bit. ago. A little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, but not. we never had a full paycheck salary right, for, right, for right. the last few years. Yeah. And we would just take owner withdrawals if we needed to, mm-hmm. honestly, is what we did. But, um, but uh, what you still have to pay taxes on? Shout out to if you're a small business owner and you don't know that. Because the first year I took owner withdrawals, my ass did not know that. Oh, yeah. We're like, and pizza a, on me. We had a hefty ass little tax at the end of the year, man. <laughs> so watch out for them yeah. owner withdrawals. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like, do you want to go to Urban yeah, Outfitters? Exactly. Let's go. Yeah, dude. I was just spending so much fucking money on the credit card. Like, yeah, we got this shit. Swipe, swipe. And I was like, no, dude. The government's like, hey, I need a handout. We ain't doing good right now <laughs> we, we are trillion in debt again <laughs> but uh yeah man anyways it, it was a lot of things but um the biggest reason why we decided to stop it without telling anyone i think that's the biggest reason why probably right. most people are wondering let's speed that's it the, up that's what i was about to say that's the biggest biggest probably email we've gotten over the last week uh was really quite simple man i mean business wise we wanted to not we wanted to be able to walk away without debt mm-hmm and it's something we have worked really hard on. We have not taken paychecks from Dreambeard for years, you know, full-on paychecks, I should say. Um, we have really sacrificed. And the last thing we wanted to do was, you know, walk away with debt, like to where we have to like shut it down and then we still have to fucking deal with Dreambeard shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So we decided the best thing to do was to fizzle out. Was to, to was to go out kind of like quietly, and so after we had everything paid off and all the working capital paid off, we just started like shutting down, you know, certain products as they went instead of restocking them. Because here's the deal, people: if I send out an email and then all of a sudden thirty thousand people respond, and they want to buy a beard oil because mm-hmm. it's their last chance to buy beard oil, then I gotta restock shit. I gotta buy yeah, more there are shit. Lots I gotta of stuff that lots we were gonna have to shit. restock, and then you end up reigniting the beast. That's yeah. what you end up doing essentially. Because you still end up with leftover products. Yes. And then you you're like, order we the perfect amount. Yeah. And it's just a nightmare. And so we just decided that as shit sold out, we would just not restock because it. Because I was the only one doing it. Yeah. And I wanted to be free to do other things, which yeah. we're doing. And mm. yeah. yeah. Exactly. That was the other thing too, is that we all had other things we wanted to give energy to. Yeah. You have podcast stuff, yeah. video, photography, music. Mm-hmm marketing yeah marketing oh my god and that's the thing is that you know i ended up starting dream now which is a marketing agency and and um i did it a lot kind of on the side where i would just like you know coach people teach people things blah 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 do creative things help people brand and then over time it became something you know and i think now that now it's an entity and And uh, so many times when you're editing a video or photography or even just like looking at the raw footage or something, you're like, man, I love this so much. Yeah, I get stoked. You didn't do that with Dreamer no. in a long time. Yeah, in a long time. Well, that's the thing about creative people is like, I want to constantly, that's why I like the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Is that it's always changing. It's always something new. It's like blah, blah, blah. But for Dreambeard, it was like once I created the beard oil, it was like, oh, I'm done. This is what I did. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what I did. And it was just like, and that's the other advice I'll give people is that like, always know that it's not about ever getting to the place you wanted to get to because you're always going to have that feeling of what's next. It's always the climb. It's always the process. So wherever you're at, just 
like enjoy it because it's happening. Like you're in the unfolding right now. Like this is the good times. Like, cause once you get to that place you thought you wanted to get to, you're going to feel a little unsatisfied because there's always something to keep reaching towards. There's mm-hmm. always something to keep be- building. And so don't make that the goal, the treasures. Make like the hunting for the treasure, the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, and then when the treasures happen, awesome. But then when you're in the pit, you're not just pissed off because you didn't get the treasures. You're just realizing like, this is the process. Like, this is where I learn. This is where I learn how to get that new treasure, you know? And so, yeah, man, life is wild. It's great. I am so thankful for anyone that's ever talked about or bought Dreambeard. I can't even imagine the amount of households that we have been in. Yeah, it's that's like, special. It's and people special and huge. who you see out in public are like, I follow Dreambeard. Yeah. It's like, wow, Still to thank this day, you. it's thank so you. weird. And I always feel that like humbled mm-hmm. feeling when someone says that. And when I would that. write the handwritten notes, I really felt like, wow, thank you so much for supporting us. Yeah. It meant a lot. It meant a lot. Mm-hmm. It really did. There are a lot of repeat customers. A lot. We had a that, huge retention. I, yeah, that I kind of got real familiar with and emailed mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was actually just looking at my email. The scent section, like the scent, scent box, you know, whatever. And gosh, I was behind on orders so many times, so often, you know, and I'll... I was looking through the sent emails. I was like, sorry, I'm just catching up on your order. It's going to be like, sorry, I'm just catching up on your order. It's going to be sorry, but oh, we're waiting on this. And I was just like, oh, it feels so good to not have to do that anymore. I was always behind because I lost zeal for it too. Yeah. And it's just nice. I loved it for, you know, what it was. And we had it. And I am very appreciative of everyone who bought from us, but. Yeah, I am too, man. It's a it's a bittersweet, but yeah, it's bittersweet. but it, it's a bittersweet, man. There was a lot of beautiful things, and and I'm still so thankful. And man, I hope that if you're listening, you will continue to follow our journey, whatever the fuck that leads. Because uh, who knows, man? For us, it's limitless now, you know. And that's something that I'm sure if you've listened to podcasts, you've heard before. I mean, man, like we're just ready to go, man. I'm ready to just like see what the universe has for us. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just unbuckled and unbuckled and you ready need to, be to let go. Up. I ain't buckled up. Buckle I'm up. just unbuckled and I'm letting go <laughs> for dear life. And I'm ready to just go. So, yeah, man, this is great. And I, I appreciate you for letting me not shave my beard <laughs> and go to that stupid ass job and start Dream Beard because, man, what a wonderful ride it's been. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thank you. Let's get it.